see what you're doing. Oh, you, uh, you think that I'm playing a song to... Uh, you're playing Lil Duval. To cater to our, our guest? You think that's what I'm doing? I don't think, is our guest here yet? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so so you, didn't hear, you didn't get to oh, hear you. Oh, wait. Well, well I'm, I'm giving it a play. Oh, I'm giving it a play. You're giving it a roll? I'm giving it a roll. He's there. He's there. He's there. Let, let it play. Let it play. It's a good song, though. You know, smile, living your best life. Of course. Lil yeah. Duval. Nothing gets more Jacksonville than that. Uh, let's go out to the Toilet of Hollywood guest line. Shop for 1,500 toys indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toilet of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. He is one of the stars of the Pivot Podcast with our guy Channing Crowder, who you guys are going to hear in just a matter of uh, 90 minutes or so with uh, the Hawkman and Crowder show. And he does it with uh, Ryan Clark. They do a great job. The new episode out now has Travis Kelsey this week. So, uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey... Privileged to have the bye week this week, so sat down with the guys from The Pivot, and you guys can catch their, uh, they drop new episodes every single Tuesday at noon on their YouTube channel and available on all podcast platforms. He's Fred Taylor. He is an absolute legend, and it's a privilege to talk to you again. Fred, thanks for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. How y'all doing again? What's up, Fred? Everybody. Hold on. All is good. Fred, Fred, Fred. So, I'm not one to call folks out. Okay. But but this guy across from me has been a Jaguars fan forever, right? Okay. Then mysteriously, even after what happened last year and the disappointment of Urban Meyer, he was rats off a ship, right? Now he's trying to get back on the ship. That's not true. I'm not trying <laughs> to get back on the ship. It's just I'm not let, I'm not letting him. All right. I, I don't have time for phony fans. You either with your team or you're not. First of all, that's not fair because I went through Blaine Gabbard and Blake Bortles. Second of all, <laughs> second second of all, Fred, here's what happened, okay? My heart was in the right place because I saw what was happening with Tua, which I felt like he was getting ripped for everything. You know, he does something wrong. Tua's Tua's a bum, Tua this. And I watched with Trevor Lawrence, and I'm kind of like, and Trevor Lawrence is kind of just stinking up the joint, and he's 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 getting along like scot free, like nobody's calling him out on it. And now, right. like, you know, I may have said some things like, uh, you know, <laughs> he's no good, he's a bum. Malik will like, yeah. I want to just be clear about this. I'm saying Look, like, Trevor Lawrence stinks. Period. I'm just putting it out there. I think he stinks. I said that I think he stinks, and then he went off and he you know, was the best quarterback in the league statistically for like the last eight weeks and has led them to the playoffs. And Leroy wants you to have me answer for my crimes as a yes! legend. You know what? I mean, uh, it, it, it happens. You have a right to, as a fan, to uh, critique, criticize, you know, do every, do whatever you want as a fan, right? Uh, it, it makes you, you know, emotions are involved when you're a fan. And uh, same thing with any relationship. You have your highs, your lows. You can have moments where you go through a divorce or a separation, but you can come back in the house at some point. Yeah. So it's all good. I forgive you. Thank you, Fred. Uh, you know, but, I ain't letting uh, them know, off the hook. Phony fans. Know, they, they got they got this hashtag, hashtag uh, DTWD, do all till we die. So I, I firmly believe in that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you stick around long enough, good things will happen. Urban Meyer you know, really most, was, Urban Meyer was a tough one for me, Fred. It was, he, it was, he, was, he was tough. Urban, Urban was bad for the organization. He was bad for uh, for Trevor. You know, if Trevor had, a, let's say, someone like a, a Doug Peterson as a rookie or maybe even like an Andy Reid, like those, right. um, you know, like a QB whisperer, you know, which is what I think Andy Reid is. He has amazing quarterbacks that play for him all the time. Yeah, I've never seen him with a bad quarterback. Coach Peterson being a former uh, QB, great. Uh, he gets the QBs together, too. 
those guys went and um what was the other quarterback uh Carson Wentz Oh yeah, Nick and, Foles. Uh, that Nick got, Foles. That got, that Nick won. Foles. Yeah, those yeah. guys haven't done a thing since they left. That's Philly. true. Right. You know. So I mean, uh, Coach Peterson's he's he's grooming Trevor, and uh, he's turning Trevor into the quarterback we all thought he could be when we drafted him number one. So I'm gonna forgive his rookie campaign too because he was, you know, partner with obviously somebody who didn't necessarily. Uh, get the NFL game. We don't normally do this in the league, though, Fred, right? We don't normally look at a player. We're so quick to call players bust, but we never, ever go to a coach and and say, you know what? It's not the players. It's this coach that's not developing these guys. We very rarely say that, and Urban Meyer has earned it. Like, Urban Meyer well, earned that, right? I've never heard that with other coaches. They usually put it on the play. You know, um, they, they have a few that have stood out. One, another uh, Jaguars. You can look at the guys that have been fired in a year. You know, less than a year. <laughs> Mike, Mike Malarkey, oh. you know, he falls into that category. And he's a Gator, and I like Mike a lot. I don't know if he got a fair opportunity, but he didn't coach longer than a year. You just look at what happened in Denver. You have a potential Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson, uh, coming from Seattle, obviously, and and I don't think Russ played great, but I think that marriage, the both of them together, stunk up, you know, the Denver regime this year. But uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Nate. It, well, I, I can't think of the yeah, coach. Nathaniel name. Hackett. Yeah, Nate, Nate Hackett. Yeah, who's the OC? You know, when 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 um, Aaron Rodgers just got the. Um, uh, MVP a year ago. Right. He we was felt, also in Jacksonville. So much stuff. We felt so for that stuff, but coaches do stink it up. We, but we, the, the good, the beauty about the players in terms of evaluating players, you look at most contracts. If you have a six-year deal, uh, um, you get good money up front. But everybody's evaluated on three years. Mm -hmm. You got a year to stink it up. You got an injury year, and then you got a bounce-back season. If you're not doing anything within that window, you're out of there. You know, and I think coaches deserve, unless they just unless they're just awful. I think they deserve the same thing. They they deserve a window to to prove if they're good or if they're mm -hmm. deserving or not. And if they're not, you get them out of there. Talking to Fred Taylor. So Fred, down here, obviously the big news is the the health of Tua. He's uh, he's right. ruled out for Sunday. How do you think the dog like the you know? There's so many opinions on him all the time, which is you know part of the thing that led to me with Trevor because. I've never seen a guy like Tua. Like, everything is scrutinized with him. His health, his play, uh, his press conferences, all of it. So you find out that he's not able to go. Um, do you think that this is something that he's going to, that's going to be tied to him for the rest of his career when you have three concussions in a season and, 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 you know, he's not able to go in a playoff game? Look, let me say this first. Um, I, I, I haven't met Tua yet, but I love him as a person. I love the way how he, you know, he's a character person. It seems he's just standing in the paint, you know, and he's he's blocking all of the negativity the best he can. Um, it, it, it followed him from college. You know, he was drafted, you know, hurt. And uh, ever since then, it's just followed him. You know, you, you can't control concussions. You can't control injuries, for that matter, in the NFL, a game that's so violent. You have guys running around and tearing ACLs simply by running not even, even contacted. <laughs> yeah. um so it's a part of the game that stuff happens naturally but yes yeah, it's, it's gonna follow to his entire career man uh you know the, the fragile fred thing followed me my whole career 
I churned out 13 years. Most guys can't get past three years, which is the average. But mm -hmm. that followed me. If you look up Wikipedia stats, it has Fragile Fred as a nickname, which I don't think is deserving no. because I show longevity. I did have my share of injuries, though. However, I came back and I fought through and I retired 15th all time. You know, guys that were healthy couldn't do that. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't think I deserve that name. But Tua, uh, he plays a, a, a position that is protected nowadays, more so than it was back in the day. Yet he still finds himself under the microscope for these concussions simply by just falling and hitting his head on the ground. And more than football, like we saw with DeMar Hamlin, you know, a week ago, a uh, week and a half ago, um, it's about the human in the life of these guys. Yeah, we get out there, we, we risk it, we entertain, we get paid handsomely to do it. But at the very end of the day, football is still a game. You know, and I think his health is, is, should be his priority. I understand he's a warrior. You know, I understand that mentality in terms of, in, in football sense of the term, being yeah. a warrior, not one to quit, being a competitor in that sense. Uh, yet, he has his life, his full life in front of him. You know, when you transition from the football game, you know, a lot of guys don't know which way to go. A lot of guys fall into depression. They lose the support because people were just riding their coattails for the money. Then they jump off that bandwagon, and then it becomes tough. That's when the real game starts, the game of life. That's not an easy game. Football, you have routine. You're, you have structure. The game of life, you got to put that together day to day, each and every day, small steps, small daily and uh and i and i fear that if it continues to go down this path and get these concussions that he will not be able to enjoy the the, the or benefit from the money he's made now i just want him to have an amazing life when he's done playing right you know uh a playoff game that means nothing to me you know as a player you know uh yeah i didn't get it but now as a guy who's been away from the game I like to, the same I like to do on the podcast, I like to speak to these young men. Just give them perspective. Your decision is your decision, but perspective, you know, and understanding what to expect when you're done playing football, that's what it's about. Uh, but, yeah, that, that title, that tag, label, whatever you call it, it's going to follow him. But he should be man enough to say, I'm going to do it. Whether I want to play or whether I shut it down, it's my decision. I don't give a, a, a hell of a crap what anybody he says. Well, Fred, I tell I tell people all the time, I said, one of the only differences between what two is going through and what we went through is documentation. Right? Because we didn't acknowledge what we were going through as well as they do now as far as medical staff, players, spotters, and all that. Like you, you get hit like that or end up like that, you know, you get to the sideline and shake it off. Yeah, yeah, you know, those things happen. You know, that those happen. But, um, you know, I just think uh, most of this was staticky, Leroy. So I'm going to try to. Yeah, let's, the best that I can. can we uh, can we get uh, JFA put him back to see if we can uh, reconnect with Fred here because I feel like his uh, his signal yeah, zonked out on us. So yeah. uh, we'll and get by the way, the Fred, show. it ain't me. No, it's not. Yeah, I know we just had a <laughs> <laughs> like, no, hey, you were a little staticky. I'm like, yo. Well, he was trying to stick along there. I've, I've, I see those. Yeah. He did the best he can. I feel like it's, you know, I feel good about answering for my crimes, though. I feel like he kind of. Yeah, he kind of gave, he kind of gave you, he gave, he gave you a break. And, Fred knows and see, but, but here's the problem. 
can I just tell you? Hmm? I don't feel like I have to have a sentence Here, anymore. Here's the, oh, no. Here's oh, the no. problem with Fred. Hmm? And he doesn't really know you. If he truly knew you, he wouldn't be cutting you no break hmm. like he is. I, and, and I understand that. See, people Play don't nice. know the real Tobin. You play nice. Oh, no, but my heart was in a good place. And and no, people don't hear or remember some of the stuff coming out of your mouth when you was talking about the Jaguars early this year and last year. We do. I never called him Fragile Fred, by the way. I never did that. No. I have more fun. I'm Taylor. never... I had more Fred Taylor jerseys than any. Can, can I just tell you this? came out with Fred Taylor, I had a Fred Taylor can, jersey. Can I just tell you this? Is that um, if Fred Taylor's fragile, we all were. Because we all played with, with certain things. It just depended on where you got hit and whether you could, could you know, whether you could, could play with it. What did they say? They say there's a difference between hurt and being banged up or being injured yeah. and being hurt, right? And that's what the coach would tell you. So just imagine you come limping off the field, and that's what the reply is. <laughs> like, no, not are you all right. Are you hurt or are you injured? That's the question. Yeah, especially with you, it was like a walking game of operation. Yeah. What the hell was that? What was that? What was that? What was what? What did Boobie. you do then? What did you do then? That, that is Fred Taylor. Right there you are, Fred Taylor. Hey, hey, my bad, my bad, guys. I um, I wasn't paying attention, man. Uh, I have one percent. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> so I, I think that caused Leroy to static. So my Leroy apologies. was your fault. It's my fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my fault. All right, so uh, <laughs> go ahead, Leroy. Uh, documentation. So yeah, I was saying the only difference between what two is going through now and what we went through is documentation. Right, like the who all the parties that be are really making a conscious effort to keep track of where these um, concussions are heading, or you know, trying to give you a basis of how to recover from them in in a proper what method. Um, when we played, you get a little concussion, they take it to the sideline. Give you some smelling salts, hold some fingers in front of your face, and and if you manage to get through that, you back in the game, and it's ignorance on everybody's part. So I'm not just saying it, it's anybody to blame, but now it's just different. It's different at how we look at it, Fred. You, it's different how you even talk about concussions right now. At no right. point in time when we played. Were we talking about the long-term effects of a concussion? In fact, we used to watch ESPN every Monday and see people get knocked out. Look forward to it. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, right. You know, Leroy, that's – that's. Um, I remember a game in Denver, uh, Mile High. You know, I got tattooed twice up there. Uh, my only two concussions that kept me on the sideline for a little bit, for at least a quarter. Right. You know, you have those thoughts of uh, – you know what happened i missed the entire is it the third quarter already like what happened to the first half you know so those type concussions and both the mine came in denver mile high you know the altitude was a bit different and uh i, I don't know what it did to me but anytime i got hit i i was i was uh i had a concussion where i missed uh at least 30 minutes of the game um but yeah we we, we were taught to be tough you wanted to be tough you right. wanted to say man i ain't gonna let nobody knock me out 
I got to get back out there. I got to help the team win. But because of the, um, you know, the, the NFL has evolved a lot. Mm-hmm. The business is over a century old or whatever, and, and um, it's evolved a lot. But for as old as it is, it took them a while to learn it. And I think that if that lawsuit didn't come up, the, the most recent concussion class action suit didn't come, come to uh, fruition, we'll be in the same situation. Concussions would not be documented, you know, be overlooked. Uh, they're still struggling now to, to figure this thing out. Like, how do we keep and protect these players? Because if you look at Tua, I wanted to blame the Dolphins. Like, you guys should be on high alert after the first two to make sure whatever signs, this is the one person in the entire world you're focused on should be mm-hmm. Tua. And uh, to be able to not recognize it and to see him see the effects later in the game where he was having right. a brilliant game and then it went totally left. A lot of that could have been the concussion, but I think that they should have been able to identify something. I mean, I don't know. It's a, right. But, uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Like I watched the game and I didn't really come to that conclusion until after the fact, like right. the guy on Twitter, it was like, right. They didn't even, it, it was one of these things where like, Nobody called it out. There was no spot or anything. And then some guys like on Twitter, he's like, I was at the game and I saw this hit. Yeah. And then he put up the split of the stats. We're like, well, are we making excuses for Tua? Is this, is this legit? And sure enough, Mike McDaniel comes out the next morning. He's like, Tua's uh, off to see uh, the doctors for a concussion. Right. And that's crazy. So in, in, you know, that was that's exactly what I was speaking to a moment ago. Because if they're going to go un, unseen, where he could still get out there and get in the game. So we really run the risk of it being something greater, you know, as he, you know, continue to play the years to come or even when he's done playing, that 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 doesn't, that's not the road you want to go down. You know, and it's unfortunate. It's part of the game as much as they're trying to protect those guys at that position with the senseless roughing the passer calls and all this other stuff. You can't put your weight on the guys. It's so much they're trying to do to protect that position. But if he is as... um you know, uh, uh, as as I don't want to even say fragile. I don't even like the susceptible word. to yes, concussions. Yeah, right. So yeah. If, if 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 he's susceptible to have these reoccurring concussions come without taking a major blow, then you, he's an extreme liability. But I, I love Tua, man, as a person. I love the evolution of the player this year. He was trending in the right direction. The MVP conversation. It's just sad to see, you know, someone who worked so hard, who's shaking off all of the negativity have to go through this stuff. Um, Yeah, I don't like it for him at all. Talking to Fred Taylor, you guys can catch him on the Pivot Podcast. He, our guy Channon Crowder, Ryan Clark, they do a fantastic podcast where they sit down every week with a-list stars. They've, they've, you know, it's the it's the who's who. Go check out their YouTube channel if you haven't already. They have Travis Kelsey this week. Best thing you got from uh, from Travis Kelsey this week, Fred? What, What did you like getting from Kelsey this week? Yeah, I mean Travis was amazing. You know, just his um development into a, a tight end from not playing a position, you know, until, uh, you know, three years before he was drafted. 2010, they transitioned from a quarterback. You know, that's a, a major pivot, I, I would like to say. But I think the one thing that stood out to me from Travis is uh, he was talking about, you know, uh, um, processes, structures and processes and having things in place. And, and not looking at the big picture in terms of success, but developing a routine, you know, reinforcing that with your commitment to the routine because routines can get boring, you know, and tiresome. 
uh, because you do it so much, but you have to re reinforce that through commitment and discipline. Uh, but it has to be baby steps and small wins. You know, he said that that was a promo that I put on my Instagram page that a lot of people really um, uh, were attracted to. Uh, and I and I've always believed that Not, I didn't um, I didn't start having more success in the NFL and, and less injuries in the NFL until I developed a routine. You know, coming in early, being that guy that showed up cold tub every day, manual uh, uh, exercises with the trainers and those little things do apply to life. So that's what I try to speak to on the podcast just really just dropping gems and giving nuggets and travis left us with some valuable nuggets talking about patrick mahomes andy reed he, he mentioned uh cheetah you know he showed him love gave him his flowers um but yeah he was a great guest he's an amazing guest well oh no, no, no that was all fine and great you let him off the hook uh, no, you let you he, let him off. Someone called that a pardon. He gave me a Jaguars pardon. He gave you a Jaguars pardon. You giving pardons know. out now? <laughs> hey, look, listen. I, I, I'm not the Jaguars president, but I get you. I understand what you're saying. Uh, look, he's back. I think he understands. You know now how all it right. goes, and we all go through that. Know. You know, we we I definitely go through that. Oh, oh. Oh. A little bit better, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Oh, look at him. Missing the wig. <laughs> look at him. Hey. Oh. Wow. Hey, this is pretty good. That's sunshine, baby. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Fred, I got a lot of 28s in the closet I'm going to put this next to. This is uh, this is this is all right. Let, let me know when you're ready for me to ink one of them. I got you. I appreciate it, man. Listen, you're always awesome with us. Thank Thanks you so for much. It. You, Channing, Ryan, you're doing a bang-up job with the Pivot Podcast. It's it's absolutely great. So thank you for spending some time with us again. We really appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate, I want to say appreciate you, fellas, but I see the miss, the young lady in the room. So I, I apologize. Appreciate all of y'all. Y'all be well. <laughs> thank all you, right. Fred. We appreciate right. it. There you go. Fred right. Taylor, Pivot Podcast, available for you on YouTube, all podcast platforms. New episodes every Tuesday at noon. And, of course, our guy Channing Crowder, who you'll hear with Mark. Where is Hawkman? I feel like I saw him walking yeah, I saw, I saw him walking over there. Hawkman and Crowder, you guys hear them every day from 2 to 6. They always do a hilarious job as well. Hilarious. We will be back with more final hour of the program coming up after this.